mi gente, welcome to Peruvians of USA, the podcast where we share the diversity of the Peruvian immigrant experience. This is your host, Natalie Sofia, and this community was born from the need to create a space for Peruvian immigrants to come together, to support each other, to learn from each other, and to document our stories. The stories our guests share with us are deeply personal and paint a new portrait of what it means to be a Peruvian immigrant. I hope you receive these stories with an open heart and an open mind. So let's get started. This episode is brought to you by CrossFit Tyson's Corner. Not all CrossFit gyms are made the same, which is why CrossFit Tyson's Corner has created a dynamic selection of classes and coaching options. Whether you're looking for a full cardio workout or a one-on-one skill-focused session, CrossFit Tyson's Corners has the options you need to balance your exercise plan. For more information, visit CrossFitTysonsCorner.com slash fundamentals. Peruvians of USA's listeners get a 10% discount by using the promo code PERU22. Again, visit CrossFitTysonsCorner.com slash fundamentals. And make sure to use the promo code PERU22 for a 10% discount until September 30th, 2022. If something resonates with you while enjoying our conversation, please be sure to share with us in social media using the hashtag Peruvians of USA. All right, here's our conversation. Welcome, Victor Camargo, to Peruvians of USA. Yeah. I am really thankful that you're here today to talk about your career as a firefighter, but also your, I guess, experience in CrossFit and what the Peruvians of USA community can learn about CrossFit in this episode. Please introduce yourself. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. I'm Victor Camargo. Yep, I'm a Peruvian here in the USA. Uh, I brief story behind that. Um, came here in 93, so I'm 35 years old now, so it's been a while. So I was born there, came here when I was seven years old, pretty much stayed in Virginia my whole life. And yeah, as far as like CrossFit wise goes, you know, I started that about roughly 10 years ago, been doing it since. And even though it's been 10 years, I'm not an expert at it. I'm not, you know, haven't mastered it or anything. And that's like the fun part of it is that there's always room to grow. There's always something new to learn. And it's like a competition within yourself mostly. So I've been doing that for, yeah, for about 10 years. The traditional gym atmosphere was not for me. It clicked in me one day and yeah, I fell in love with it since then. And actually, you know, I would say that, you know, being involved in the CrossFit world physically prepared me to be in the, in the firefighting world as well. So, um, so I think it was great preparation for that kind of uh, career. Yes. And we'll touch on also your firefighting career, because I also think that's very interesting. Although you said you've not mastered, I'll give a little context to the audience of how you and I met. So you are a coach at CrossFit Tyson's Corner, where I go, and I always see you kicking ass <laughs> in the workouts. You're either lifting the most or like getting the quickest time. So yes, I mean, I think CrossFit in general is structured, so you never master. There's always a way to challenge yourself, but uh, but yeah, so give yourself some credit too. <laughs> Thanks. (laughs) And then you mentioned that, so the traditional gym was not for you. I guess just let's get started on how would you define CrossFit to, let's say your Peruvian mom, you're right, you're in a Peruvian family. Like I joke with my husband Marquez that we don't really have words for a lot of workouts or exercise. There's like, you know, I kind of teach that. It's not really part of culture. We don't have the language for it. So like, how would you describe CrossFit to like your mom? Yeah, no, that's correct. Because like, if you go anywhere around, even 
you know, around the world in different countries. Like when I was in Thailand a couple of years ago, I went to a CrossFit gym and even then like the lifts were still called a clean and jerk, a squat. And same thing with like, I guess in the Spanish realm, my mom used to ask me like, what if, you know, what's your workout like? And I always try to describe it, what it is. And I was just telling her, uh, levanto pesas, bien rapido. Más rápido que puedo, levanto las pesas. And she was like, oh, okay, that's CrossFit. I was like, yeah, in a way it is, but it also is not. But that was like the best way to describe it at the time. But it's really just like workouts to get you just moving, get your heart rate up, get you stronger, or mostly make you move in the way that the human body was designed to move. Lifting things up, like the typical lifting things up, putting them down in different methods, because that's what our bodies are designed, how they're designed to move in a safe manner. You know, the traditional gym atmosphere wasn't for me. You're never going to be laying on a bench in the real world and pushing things up with just your arms. You know, everything you do is full body movements. And even if you take the whole, you know, I know some people are scared of the word CrossFit. So just take the, the word CrossFit out. What we're really doing is just a metabolic conditioning and strength training in, in a particular time, because that's just, you know, what we do. That's what as human beings, uh, that's just the way, you know, naturally we're designed to move. So I guess that's a good way to describe it. Um, I think the best people to be involved in CrossFit are not your athletes. You want to get to that level, but it's like your everyday person. You know, it's, um, you know, a mom who wants to be better at, you know, picking their kids up and not having their back hurt. I was uh, actually watching this commercial the other day prior to this, you know, interview. And it got me thinking like, wow, that's really what CrossFit is. I was, I forgot I was watching a Hulu and they have these ads because I can't, I'm not going to pay the 15 bucks for no ads. So I'm just going to keep it at 7.99. And it was this grandpa in a cabin day after day, just lifting a kettlebell in a squat motion, lifting a kettlebell to his waist. And then from his waist, extending his arms up and like these neighborhoods, kids come watch him and they're all wondering like, why, why is he lifting this kettlebell, you know, multiple times a day? And then they start joining him. And in my head, I'm like, that's actually what CrossFit is just, you know, a regular body motions. And at the end of the commercial, come to find out he shows up to the Christmas party or whatever, or his family gathering. And he picks up his granddaughter, the same motion, picks her up and picks her all the way up so that she could put the star on the tree. And that's really what, in essence, what CrossFit is, is to get you moving in the way that we were designed to move in a safe fashion. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that ad as well, and I will link it to the episode notes so folks can, can look at that ad. It actually made me choked up a little bit because... It, that ad actually um, is was the first time I thought about even maybe pursuing my uh, myself, like pursuing a coaching certification, because one of the things that I find particularly good and beneficial about CrossFit and, and why I'm doing this episode. And, and again, like to your point, we can remove the word CrossFit from it if you want to, if that scares you. But it's it's really that the way the workouts are structured are in a way that allow you to live life in the best way possible, right? Like, and you don't have to be of any physical fitness level. You don't have to be of a particular age. It really just increases the quality of your life, regardless whether you're starting when you're 18, when you're 40, or when you're like 60 or older, right? And in this case, this was an, a grandpa. So that all he wanted to do was carry his granddaughter to put the star on the tree. And he practiced doing that by lifting a kettlebell. So 
I love that ad. <laughs> oh yeah, that ad is awesome. Yeah, I got choked up too. And it actually, yeah, it encompasses what you know. What again? Not to use the word CrossFit all the time because it does it does scare people. You know, sometimes you know, I talk to people and they're like, you know, what do you do? It's a work, and I'm like, no CrossFit. They're like, oh no, I'm not in that you know physical level to do that. But it's really you know, it's for everybody. Yeah. And, and I want to highlight what you said. It's like regular movements that you do in and daily lives, right? Like, and so just to give people who are not familiar with, with any of what we're talking about, like, for example, we are lifting objects from the ground every day. Like things falls. If you have children, you're picking them up. If you have, if you're traveling, you have to put your carry on bag into the compartment above you. You are jumping or you're doing squatting. And if you say, I don't squat, well, you sit on the couch, you sit on the toilet, that's basically a squat. You have to get up from there. And as I've seen people get older, even in my own family, the older they get, it's almost like the more they refuse to move because their body's starting to hurt, but like not moving, exacerbating the pain, right? And um, so, yeah, so that's one of the reasons I'm passionate about it and one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you about it. Uh, No, yeah, and that's exactly what it is. You know, a couple years ago, you know, I've always wanted to get into coaching and it was, you know, it just the timeline just never got into it. When I was, you know, speaking with people, uh, especially the older people in one of the other gyms that I used to go to, uh, you know, one of their goals was actually just to be able to carry the groceries, you know, from their car to the house. Cause she was getting tired of like, you know, I'm tired of, uh, she was like, oh, this sounds so, you know, stupid, but you know, I just want to get strong enough so I don't have to make multiple trips from the car to my, uh, to my house. And, you know, that's what we mimic in a lot of the movements as well. You know, there's, there's a movement called farmer's carry where we just walk, you know, a hundred yards maybe with some weight on us. And if you think about it, that's what we do all the time. You want to carry your groceries from the car to your house. You're just, that's what it is. So it, it is just functional movements that you do in your everyday life. Yeah. Okay. So we established what CrossFit more or less is. We've also shared that it's really for everybody at any age, at any physical level. So. I guess share with that with the audience. What does a typical CrossFit workout look like? Typical CrossFit workout, you come in, and again, it's it's when you first walk in there, it's gonna it's gonna look a little intimidating. I'm not gonna get that. How can I, you know, because you're a lot of the places that you know they're all small business owned, so you're not. It's not this corporate, you know, gold you know, global gym or anything like that, you know, it's, they're all independently owned, you know, they just, you know, pay for the trademark name of CrossFit, but you're going to walk in, everybody's friendly because uh, everybody's there for the same reasons, you know, get a great workout in a really big sense of community. You're going to walk in there, you're going to see a lot of equipment that maybe you've never seen before. And, um, you're going, we're going to have a nice warm up to get you warmed up for the movements that we're going to do. And then there's something called a WOD, W-O-D, which Simple terms, it stands for workout of the day. And it could be, could involve strength training, combination of different metabolic movements. And when I say metabolic conditioning, that just means we're going to increase your heart rate up with some resistance. And a lot of like the CrossFit workouts are really just, you know, 15, 20 minutes long. Uh, You might think that, oh, that's very short. That's not going to do anything for me. But trust me, like when you see it on, on the whiteboard, and that's a very traditional thing with the CrossFit world is, Everybody has a whiteboard. When you see it on the whiteboard, yeah, you know, it's going to be look a little deceitful, but you know, those 15, 20 minutes are going to want to kick you. Uh, and then, yeah, before you know it, you're in, it's been 45 minutes, an hour. Yeah. Um, and that's it. Yeah. 
Yeah. So yeah, it, it is intimidating. I see newbies come into the gym at CrossFit Tyson's Corner and they see like jumping on boxes. They see us like, you know, doing presses with barbells. And if you've never touched a barbell and if you think, well, I'm not going to jump up a box that that's high. Like, I just want to encourage the audience that there are ways to modify the workout. So it's still a workout for you. And I think one of the cool things about uh, this, this type of environment for fitness is that nobody's really competing with you. Like everybody's competing with themselves and what they've done in the past and, and kind of what the future self they, they want to do, right? And so, for example, in the box jump, is that what you say, box jump? Yeah, the box jump. So like, if you can't do that, what I've seen coaches do is like, okay, you do a step up, which is like literally like you're stepping up a staircase and you know, that's another movement that you do every day. And so you just get better at that. If you can lift a barbell, there are dumbbells that you can get or there are or do you just raise your arms, right? There are ways to modify the workout. So I don't want people to feel discouraged that when they're walking into a CrossFit gym and they see folks that seem very fit get discouraged. Also because the majority of them have been doing CrossFit probably for a long time already. Like you've been doing it for 10 years. I've been kind of on and off for a couple of years. I committed two years for sure. And I've seen results after two years. Prior to that, I kind of had the same mentality that you just mentioned where it's like, Am I really going to get results from a 10 to the 20 minute workout, you know? Right. And I, I didn't believe that. I was like, I was, I'm not getting results like right away. <laughs> what yeah, yeah. That? <laughs> right. People want the quick results. Yeah, we get it. <laughs> so I literally was like, I used to joke that my relationship with CrossFit was like on and off for five years. It was a love-hate relationship because I would go to a gym for three months maybe three times a week for three months and then say like, I'm not getting any results. I'm not losing any weight. I'm not getting toned. Like, you know, all the other ladies yeah. want to get toned and I would switch and I would stick with cardio uh, with running and, and see that, you know, the weight would go off, but maybe my body is not changing. And then two years ago, I committed to CrossFit and I was like, all right, I'm going to go four to five times a week and I'm going to stick to it. Just like I'm going to stick to it. And then that's when I started to see results. And by results, I don't mean lost weight, which I did, but it was really like, I started getting stronger and I started getting more competent in the gym and more confident in the gym. And I think ultimately that's really the goal. Like I think CrossFit, the goal is not to like, have you lose all the weight, you know, can you talk a little bit yeah. about like the goal of CrossFit? Like what is the goal of CrossFit? Cause it's also, it's called a lifestyle as well. It's not just, you know, a, a program uh, regime. Yeah. The goal of it is to, I mean, actually the goal of it is to help you achieve whatever goal you want to achieve. You know, if you want to work on weight loss, it's definitely going to help out. Uh, but ultimately it's just to get you stronger as a person and make you, you know, make you get out of your comfort zone and, you know, make you achieve things that you didn't think were, you know, possible for your own self. And it just helps you, it just pushes yourself a little more. And in the process of that, you're having fun. You're having a great time, you know, you, you get stronger and you, you do shed some pounds because you are increasing your heart rate and you're working muscles that weren't there before and you get stronger, which the result does burn fat, but it, yeah, it definitely just helps you achieve whatever small goals you have. And uh, I, I, what I've seen the most of is it helps boost people's confidence because now you're doing things that at one point you didn't think you were able to do, uh, you know, there's, we do a lot of rope climbs, you know, and. Uh, that's probably one of the things that we do and 
a lot of people keep telling me, you know, like I've been rope climb since, you know, high school or even in high school I was able to get up on the rope climb and we help out with different techniques. And then before you know it, month, two months later, you might be able to climb just, you know, just three, four feet up, but that's three, four feet that was not there before. So small goals, gradual steps, it, you know, that definitely boosts people's confidence. And I think that's one big thing about CrossFit is that it does boost people's confidence and uh, helps you achieve just small goals, small little things and makes your day go better. Yeah. Yeah. I know one of the common questions that people ask when I share that I do CrossFit is that I think I'm going to get hurt. Like if I do the workouts or if I do the movements, I guess overall, like the question is, is CrossFit safe? Is that something that you've encountered and how would you answer that question? Oh yeah. My, and I get it all the time as well. Like, and it's definitely safe. You know, it's, I think what happens is it's not com- CrossFit is not supposed to be competitive, um, but what I've seen where the injuries, I mean, it's with anything you do, there's injury, like injury could be, injuries can happen. You could go for a walk and you could get hurt. You know, I've, I've actually gotten hurt on the walk, <laughs> but I think what happens is that you try to get competitive and I've seen this a lot. Uh, you walk in there and this might be your first time as a big, strong guy, I've seen big, strong guys walk into a, like a gym and they see that this guy that's probably half their size is lifting all this weight or doing this thing really fast. And they try to, you know, do the same thing. And that's where the injuries happen. We have this saying in CrossFit, actually, that one of the, the first rule of CrossFit, actually, before you walk into any gym, any CrossFit gym, they'll probably tell you is, and is to leave your ego at the door. Right. That is the one thing they always tell you, leave your, no, I think no matter what, you know, gym or CrossFit gym I've been to in the States or in, you know, overseas, the one thing they do is, you know, leave your ego at the door. You know, you're not here to compete with anybody else. You're here to compete with yourself. So don't try to do something that someone else does. Yeah. And that's where the injuries happen. Yeah. It's funny you say that because I have a, like on my notes as I'm looking at, you know, what I wanted to point out in this conversation was that I, the, the situations where I seen people get hurt and CrossFit was like one, when they listen to their ego, <laughs> yeah. when, they're, when they're paying attention to their ego. And what I mean, and like similar to your example, like somebody who's been doing weights in a regular gym in a traditional gym, and then they come to a CrossFit gym to see a, a smaller guy or whatever, lifting more or whatever. Yeah. Their ego gets underway. But not just for like guys, right? There's also been situations where I remember uh, I saw a lady that was pregnant. She was probably like six months pregnant. She was like squatting more than I was. She was going faster and more than I was. <laughs> and so, you know, I'm not pregnant like she is. And she's, I was impressed. But, you know, like I could have, I could have easily been like, well, I should be doing more than she is, you know. But, right. but no, like everybody's at a different fitness level. I've seen where... Uh, even at CrossFit times when like new people, especially some guys, uh, you know, they'll see the lady squat, uh, do a back squat or something. And they're like, oh, well, she's squatting X amount. I should be able to squat that. because." And, and then they maybe they're thinking like, she's a woman. I think one of the things I love about CrossFit is that kind of the rules are broken. The traditional br- rules are broken of gender oh, yeah. and age. So, so a woman could lift more than a guy at times. And then an older person could be lifting more than a younger person. And I love that combination that you just get surprised and it's everybody's at a different level, regardless of their gender or their age. So. Oh, no. Yeah, that's definitely true. Like all, the, all those rules are broken. Like, you know, it doesn't matter age, sex be pregnant or not you yeah. know, that's, that's that there you know there's a there's a particular movement that's called a snatch and best way i could describe it is you're just you know lifting a weight up over your head and one full movement uh i suck at it 
that's like my, one of my kryptonites and, you know, there are, there's definitely some ladies who can outlift me on that. And, um, you know, I have to appreciate that. And I was like, you know what? Good for you, girl. Like it's, you know, I know that takes years of dedication and commitment and, you know, and that's the great thing about the community as well. Like everybody's supportive. You're not there to, you know, bring people down or anything. They're there to support each other. So I see something like that in somebody else. I'm like, that's awesome. I hope you keep going. And if you have any tips, teach me something, yeah. you know, it's, yeah. it's a great thing about it. Yeah. So yeah, the first scenario when somebody gets hurt when they, they're, they have an ego. And the second is when they don't listen to their body. Like if yeah. you, I seen people where they're, they're sensing like a pain and they're uh, whatever on their back or their knee and they're not listening to it and they're not, um, telling the coach about it. And then they push themselves beyond what their body can do at that moment. And I think one of the things that CrossFit and the coaches that CrossFit have taught me is like, like there are some coaches that ask, like, are there any injuries? I think when I attended one of your classes, I think you, you asked, right. Does anybody have any injuries? And you have to be upfront about that because then the coach can help you modify the workouts. So I would say like, listen to your body and your body will be telling you something different every day, just because you were able to do something yesterday doesn't mean you're going to do it today. So. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's one of the things I like to tell people as well. Like, you know what? Every day is different. If something doesn't feel right today, let me know. And the great thing about it is that some it, things, movement can, can be modified. Ways can be changed. Uh, things like that, that nature. Um, so yeah, always listen to your body for sure. You're, yeah. you're, you're, you know, your body more than anybody else does. So. Yeah. All right. So my next question for you is what is the role of nutrition within CrossFit? The role of nutrition within CrossFit, it goes hand in hand, probably more than anything. I think uh, I was reading an article or a chart a couple, a while back ago, and I think nutrition was at like 70% of what you should be doing, which should be focused on nutrition and the other 30% should be exercise as far as like, I guess, like to like fat burn when it comes to like fat burning and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, with, you know, with any kind of exercise program you do, especially with like you know, with CrossFit and so that it does, you know, take a toll on your body. You want to feed yourself, you know, good stuff. You know, you don't want to go and, you know, have a pound of chocolate and then think that you're going to perform at your best uh, in a workout. It does go hand in hand. You know, there's many different diet programs out there and I'm not big on fat diets or anything like that. I just, the way I think of it is just try to eat as natural as possible. You know, the more, we know that processed foods aren't, aren't good for you. And it kind of, you know, you can kind of see it like in your workouts, if you're really, you know, trying to plan it and see results, if you want to see results, you gotta, you gotta feed your, your tank. You gotta feed your vehicle the best, you're, you're your own vehicle. You gotta feed that the best way possible to get the best outcome. So that's, yeah, it goes hand in hand. So you can't, you know, eat like trash, you know, today, one day, and then expect to perform at a high intensity at a high level the next day. Or that same day. Yeah. And I think with nutrition and CrossFit's also, it's not just like the message of nutrition within the CrossFit community. It's not like cut calories and like you should be having, you know, deficits in your calories. I mean, th there is a role to that, right? There is a role to that, but like, it's more of what you just shared with us, which is like eat good foods. Eat, it's something that feeds your body. And like, sometimes people need to eat more because the workouts that we're doing demand more on your body. And so, and yeah. so I know that was something that threw me off at the beginning. Cause I was like, I'm starving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Feed, feed your tank, feed, <laughs> feed your vehicle. You have to, you just burned like a thousand something calories in the workout. You have to. Yeah. So how do you balance nutrition, like good nutrition with having such good Peruvian food? 
<laughs> yeah, well, that, that's, that's a good question. Well, the good thing about Peruvian food is that, you know, like we keep it lean sometimes, you know, like the chicken is the fish. You keep that as lean as possible. It's not, you know, definitely something that I had to do was cut down on the rice. And that was, that was hard. Cut down on the rice and the potatoes when I was really trying to like cut some, uh, like do some fat loss. But I mean, I think that's the great thing about Peruvian cooking is that we, at least from what I see, we'll, we'll I don't really cook myself, but when my mom cooks and I go over, uh, she tries to keep the lean, uh, natural products. And that's a good wow. thing food. We keep natural products, you know. Yeah, we do. Yeah, there's not a lot of like dough and things like that. You know, we a good ceviche. I mean, that's that's a very good high protein lean food right there. Yeah. And I'm glad that your mom keeps it lean because like my mom is big on carbs. So whenever I go see her, it's like here's a mountain of rice with a side of potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> It's like chicken. I mean, the chicken's good, right? But it's like the rice and potatoes are definitely hard to like not eat as much of. Um, but uh, so moving forward, what do you most agree with if with CrossFit's perspective on like fitness and health? And what is something that you would change about how CrossFit is communicating what fitness and nutrition is? Do you have any disagreements with the methodology, with the approach, or uh, would you change anything? I think the one thing I would change is having them, at least here in the United States, or I mean, in anywhere in general, just try to be more inclusive. I mean, it's definitely, like we just talked about at the very beginning, you know, a lot of the movements are still in English. No matter where you go in the country, they're still in English. You know, it'd be great to have, and a lot of the workouts are dedicated towards, are, are named after, you know, American names. Uh, you know, a lot of the workouts are named after females. And one of the reasons is because, only a female can leave you laying on your butt like that. So, so a lot of some workouts are named after females and American heroes, uh, falling heroes. It would be nice to have you know more something more inclusive, cultural wise. You know, and I think that would definitely get more of our Hispanic community out there. I'd love to see more of our, you know, Hispanic population be involved in it um, uh, yeah. because it is something very beneficial. I mean, at least definitely in this Northern Virginia area where we live, you know, we have a great Hispanic population, and it would be nice to see more of those kind of bases around the gym as well. Yeah, I agree. And that actually takes me to my next question. I was going to say that CrossFit, you know, uh, 2020, they had issues with inclusivity and that created a, a brand issue for them. And it also doesn't seem very accessible to black and brown communities. And that could be a cost issue, but it's also inclusivity to, to what you just share. It's not just the, the price, right? It's like, it's funny because uh, I've shared this I think with other coaches, it's also like the music you select for a class, right? Like sometimes listening to something, something besides like Linkin Park. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like Linkin Park, don't get me wrong. I grew up here in the U.S. too, but some, listening to something besides that, it could help people, you know, feel more welcome or um, if the workouts, the hero workers are not just dedicated to and I think they've gotten better, right? Uh, but they used to be, uh, or the more popular ones were just like white male hero workouts. And so right. I'm like, we have black and brown servicemen, right? That are heroes as well. And then why not also use that, those hero workouts to celebrate their their lives? Or So I do, I do agree that uh, CrossFit could be more inclusive. I think they're slowly getting there, but it's also one of the reasons why I kind of stuck to CrossFit despite the whole issues in 2020 with, you know, not being 
what what's the word I'm looking for with the whole like conversation around inclusivity that happened in 2020. Because I want that, I want when like uh, somebody from our community walks in, I want them to see me. I want them to see me. Yeah. And 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 when, you know, CrossFit Tyson's Corner had that CrossFit in Espanol session, I love that. You know, I, I wish we would have advertised more and had more people, but I love that because one of the reasons I wanted to interview you, because uh, when I found out that you were Peruvian, I was like, yes, I need to have a Peruvian coach <laughs> uh, because there are not that many of us in the community and kind of CrossFit community. So I wanted to highlight you as an example for everybody. So yeah, yeah uh-huh. I appreciate that. Yeah. And, and you're, you're right. Like there's not a lot of, you know, especially Hispanic coaches or anybody up there. And then you break, break it down even more. There's no Peruvians out there. Actually, you're the only other Peruvian I met that does CrossFit to be honest <laughs> with you. So it's, uh, yeah, we're, we're hard to come by. Uh, yeah. So yeah. But it would be great to see more of our faces out there, uh, even just to try a class out. You know, I, I will, the good thing about the, the whole CrossFit community is that, like I said, they're all independently owned. It's not a corporate thing. We, I think the gyms just lease the name, but they're all independently owned. So they're all small businesses. And, you know, a lot of good, like, great thing about it is what a lot of the, the gyms do is, you know, they let you drop in for free one day or they'll do like, you know, a small drop-in fee here and there just to try it out. Um, definitely encourage anybody just, you know, if you've been curious about it, just, just try it out. You know, it, it's not one of those, but they're not businesses where they're going to try to hound you down with, um, emails and text messages. And if you do get a text message or an email, you're more guaranteed. It's going to be guaranteed from directly the owner, like just cause they're all, they're all small businesses. So. Yeah. And that's a very good point. So in the introduction, you mentioned you're also a firefighter. So I guess, tell us a little bit about that. What was your career before you've been. You've been, I think, uh, how long have you been a firefighter? Like, tell uh, us about that transition. Not, not that long at all. Uh, <laughs> uh, not that long. It's, uh, where do I start? So I've been through a lot of jobs. So when I went to school, uh, when I went to college, I wanted to get in the medical field. You know, my, my parents, my mom, single mother, hardworking, you know, there was, time, you know, she was working, so I had to figure out things on my own, like a lot of us do, you know, that's like the, you know, typical Spanish culture thing very grateful for it. But so I wanted to get the medical field. So automatically my head thought, thought doctor, right? So I worked towards that. And then at some point I lost like interest in that. Went and got a degree after that in public health because I'm very community oriented. I worked for a couple of nonprofits. And then after that decided that an office job was not for me. It was, uh, you know, that's another thing with CrossFit is that, you know, if you're, if you're in the CrossFit world, you like to be active. You like to be around people. But an office job was not for me. And so then I started volunteering here in Fairfax County. And then as an EMT, because I just wanted to get some medical experience in it uh, in case I wanted to keep pursuing like medicine. And then I just fell in love with the fire service, the excitement of it, you know, the physicality of it. We, again, back to, you know, CrossFit again, like the way we, you know, the our movements in the fire department, that just, that's just what we do. Pick things up, put them down, throw them here and throw them there. So yeah, so at the young age of 33, 34, I decided to uh, do a career change because I figured if not now, then then it's not going to happen because, you know, getting into the, the fire department EMS world is, it's a young person's game. I mean, you do have your, your cohort of people who are in like their late thirties. I think the oldest I've seen start was a gentleman in his, he just turned 50, but recruit school is very physically intensive. So you have a lot of guys like in their twenties. So I started a little later, 
but I figured if it's not now, then never. So I've only been doing it for like a, I'm about to approach like two years and it's great. doesn't feel like work. Uh-huh. That's the best part about it. doesn't feel like work. And, you know, I finished one of the top three in my class. And the only reason the other two guys were a little ahead of me was because they were about 10 years younger and they were actually CrossFit competitors. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, so the guy that came top in our class, the only reason he beat me was because he was actually a regional competitor. So he actually went to the CrossFit Games a couple of years ago. He owns a CrossFit gym here in uh, Alexandria. So I was like, dude, that's the only reason you beat me because you're like a CrossFit competitor. Wow. So so it goes so it goes hand in hand. Like it, the CrossFit world does help you out in your everyday life, especially like being a first responder. It's, yeah, it's it get you know it helps out a lot. Yeah. How did you weigh sort of the, you mentioned like you at, at around like 33, you decided to do a career change. That's something that a lot of people want to do, but are scared to do because they're like, oh, I should be settled in a career at a particular age. And like, I also did a career change in my early thirties. What was your thought process? Like what made you be like, okay, yes, this is definitely, was there something particularly about firefighting or, or was it just like, really, I don't want an office job? <laughs> Which many of us don't actually. <laughs> it was both. It was, you know, I, it, it was both. I was, um, the job before I had before firefighting, I was doing case management for an insurance company and we had a contract for a medic, for Medicaid, uh, patients in Virginia. And so I was actually getting involved with the community and people, but it, it just wasn't fulfilling, like, you know, what I, some, it wasn't filling me, you know, personally and so forth. So I, I wasn't putting that much effort into my job. And I feel like at that point I decided, you know what, this ain't, this is not for me. I need to find something that's going to fulfill me as a person. And it doesn't matter what age, you know, I thought the same thing too. I was like, you know what, I'm in my thirties. I should be, you know, in my head, I'm like, I should, you know, should have been hitting all these landmarks. I should be at a certain salary. I should be, you know, buying a house. I should be doing all these things. What am I doing? Taking a pay cut and starting from scratch. But, you know, again, like my mom was very supportive. She's like, if you don't do this now, you know, you don't want to settle. You don't, don't settle for what you think, where you should be at or what society tells you to think and do, you know, just go with whatever passion you, you have right now. And, you know, if, if it works out great, if not, like we all do, we fall down, we get back up. So that's what it was. I decided to say, you know what, let's take this leap and let's go through the application process. I applied to three departments and. I was like, if I get in into any of these departments, I'm going to sign the contract and go. Uh, if I don't, then you know what? It wasn't meant to be, maybe. So, and then, yep, and here we are. And greatest decision I've made, honestly, it doesn't matter what, uh, you know, and I tell people that, like, I have had a lot of people, like a lot of friends are like, yeah, you know what? I wish I could, you know, do this. I'm old now. I'm like, no, you're not, dude. Just, just go for it, man. Just, just take that leap. You know, think about it. Let's just say you're in your thirties or even forties now. You still have theoretically another 30, 40 years of your life left. You know, why not? You're still capable of doing anything. Yeah. So do it. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think that's such a great message. And, you know, props to your mom for being so supportive. And I think sometimes not many of us have supportive parents because, you know, they some, sometimes, and understandably so, sometimes our parents are like, well, we came to this country, get a job, a secure job, get your benefits. But there's more to life than that, right? There's more to that. There's like the fulfillment that now you feel in your job now. So, yeah. And I think that's like the, when you can find a, a, a career or something that you have a passion for that you enjoy, that it doesn't feel like work. 
And I think that's like we all try to, you know, strive and do. So I think that's where I'm at right now. Uh, so hopefully it keeps, it keeps going. Like I said, like I'm a very active person. So, you know, it's, and you know, as a company in the firehouse, we do workouts as well. And I like to throw in a CrossFit workout in there because, you know, even, even some of the fire guys have never been introduced to like, you know, high conditioning workout and I'll throw something in there and, you know, brings us all together and we have a great time. So that's awesome. Uh, what has been the most challenging emergency that you have experienced as a firefighter? Uh, you know, it's challenging. Well, I want to say everything, every, I would say every, every call we get is somewhat challenging because you're never, no matter how long you've been there. And I hear this from like the guys who've been there for like 20 years and so forth. No matter what call you get, every call is different. You might get dispatched to something as, you know, you might get dispatched to a, some, a cardiac arrest. Every cardiac arrest is different. So I think the most challenging aspect of the job is just adapting to your, to, to what comes at you. Uh, the other, the other day, you know, we had to do a CPR the other day. It was different than any other CPR I've done. So, and, and even, even fire calls, you get to, to something that's on, that's on fire. It's different than what you train for. I mean, it, it, you just have to be able to adapt to everything. Um, but again, it's, it's, it's a fun, it's a fun job. It's, yeah. They get, they get on your feet and so forth. And it would be nice to see more, again, you know, it's, uh, more, more people like me out there. I'm lucky to be in the city of Alexandria where, you know, we do have. I was very surprised to see the amount of minorities that work there. And I think that's something that they're striving for. Mm -hmm. um, but it would be nice to see more Peruvians out there too. I think I'm the only Peruvian in the department. <laughs> so yeah. nice to see more. And so what is that process like to become a firefighter? Like you mentioned, there's, I think, recruiting school. Yeah. So uh, the, the process is actually a long process. Uh, it's about a year to apply, eight to 12 months just of the application process. And then if you're selected, you go through what they call recruit school. And recruit school can be about six to seven months long where they just teach you the basics of, of firefighting and the EMS world. And you come out with your certs and so forth. And then finally after that, you're in a, um, you're, you're a firefighter in a firehouse. So we're talking about when you put all that together, about a year and a half, of just uh, applications and training. Wow. And and then is the minimum requirement like a, like a high school degree or like do people also have to do a physical fitness test uh, that you have to pass or? Yeah, no, yeah. There is uh, minimum qualifications around this area or yeah, you have to have a high school degree and then, you know, there's different tests you take. But one of them is a, you know, physical agility test and it's actually pretty high pretty demanding. Like I, I didn't realize it. Um, luckily, you know, I keep, I keep training, you know, at, at the, the CrossFit gym and so forth. That has definitely gotten my heart rate up to be able to pass this test. I mean, I've actually had friends that have been trying to pass the test, ask me like, Hey, Vic, like, do you have any suggestions or anything we could do? And yeah, I've actually just told them, them like, yo, just come in for a drop in at, at a CrossFit gym and we'll get you going and get you built up to, awesome. to pass that test. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. All right. So as we wrap up, I have a few questions. Yeah. So these are more questions just to get to know you a little more for the audience to get to know you. Um, yeah. What is your favorite book and why? And if you don't want to say book, you can say movie. <laughs> oh, man. It's going to be terrible because I am not a big reader. <laughs> That's why I said movie. Oh. <laughs> or TV show. I need to broaden this question. <laughs> yeah. It, 
no, this questions like this always make me think like, man, maybe I should start reading more. It's, uh, <laughs> but actually, I would tell you my favorite book. Uh, my favorite book I started, and it took me a while to read again because uh, I'm not a much of a reader. But it's called a Productivity Project because I wanted to find ways to be more productive throughout my day. So this book, I actually, for the first time ever, I read this book and I took notes of it in a journal and I sat down and like actually went through it. And it, it showed me different ways of how to be better with my time management and how to just try to, you know, take the important things out of, of how to organize my day and things like that. It's about this guy who wanted to, who, who got a scholarship to go to Harvard, but decided not to go and spend a whole year of finding different ways, the different cultures and different people find different ways of how to, you know, time manage and pick the most productive things to do throughout their day. So I got a little, you know, bits and pieces of that, that I try, still try to apply in my everyday life. Biggest one is try to make a list of just three things to accomplish in a day. Because if you can accomplish those three, then you have made yourself feel you know, successful. Yeah. And try to make that list big. Just pick three simple things that you can accomplish throughout the day. Yeah. I just Googled, I just Googled it. I am curious because I'm also always like trying to be more productive or trying to just be smart on how I spend my time. So I'll share the I'll share the the name and the author and the link on the episode notes for folks to look at that. What is something that has brought you some joy recently? Some joy recently, uh, my nephew. So my sister, yeah, so I have a little nephew. He's about to turn two years old. And it's just like every, whenever I can get some time to spend with him, it's awesome. You know, it's, I like to be, I want to be that, that uncle, just a fun uncle. <laughs> and I want him to come in and be like, oh, it's me deal and just play around and things like that. You know, have a great time with them, just like a CrossFit workouts. 20 minutes long only, high intensity, and then go away. <laughs> so I incorporate that in my life. A quick, quick 20 minute workout with him, sugar him up, have a great time. All right, go back to your mom. Yeah, I do think being probably an uncle and aunt is more fun than a parent. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> That's funny. All right, so if you could go back in time, what would you tell your 18-year-old self? I guess the big thing I would say is, uh, you know, break out of your shell. Don't try to go into uh, follow this, uh, you know, mainstream of of a career path or things. Like that. I think a big, uh, big thing I'm uh, on the career path, you know, don't think that you're forced to go the traditional route of going to high school, going to college and things like that. You know, take your time finding, you know, who you are and what your likes are. And, you know, no matter what you do is, you know, be the best at it. And that's what I tell people now, you know, it doesn't matter what you do, just try to be the best at it. You know, you, you could be the, the best dishwasher out there, the best carpet cleaner, be the best. You know, so strive for that. All right. So moving into the future, what would make your 80-year-old self, 80 años, your 80-year-old self, años. proud of you? Uh, my 80-year-old self, proud of me. I guess if I could just, you know, same thing, just keep accomplishing whatever goals I have, definitely have a long career in the fire service. Uh, you know, if I can do that, that'd be great. And, and travel, I want to be 80. And actually I was thinking about this the other day was like, you know, it'd be cool to be like, um, well, I was thinking like sixties or seventies, like to just have this, this book of pictures or this book of, uh, you know, uh, like a journal or something of like different places I've traveled throughout the world. I don't want to have to 
you know, just be encompassed to where I'm living now. Like I want to be able to be like, oh yeah, you know, like back in my day, I was at, I was in Indonesia in this village and ate snake or something. I don't know, something, <laughs> you know, or I went, or I, yeah, or when I was, or I went back to Machu Picchu and did this and that. I would be able to like, you know, have that when I'm older, you know, that I've, I've experienced and traveled around and saw things that other people, you know, only see on TV or read about in books and so forth. So the last two questions are, what message do you have for the Peruvian diaspora here in the U.S.? And what message would you share with the Peruvians in Peru? Because we do have an audience in Peru as well, so. Yeah, for the Peruvians here, you know, is, you know, be yourself. Don't lose um, your roots. You know, don't, again, try to conform, you know, be proud of being a Peruvian. You know, it's, you know, we're not just about the food. Embrace the food for sure. We're the best food in the, in the world. Embrace it. But, you know, also embrace the other, the other culture of it. You know, don't. And I think that's something that, you know, I didn't do when I was younger. You know, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't embracing that I was Peruvian. You know, it's, you know, it would have been nice to now think back at it, you know, embrace more of it, you know carry my flag around or wear my t-shirt, you know, do that now, you know, as, as a Peruvian ear, let them know, let the people know that we have a, we have a presence here. We have a voice here, you know, be involved in Peruvian activities and, and so forth. Yeah. And the people that in Peru, um, you know, I would say that, you know, we think of our, our homeland all the time, you know, we're always thinking about the Peruvians back in Peru. You know, we're not just, we didn't just, uh, our parents or ourselves didn't just leave there and they're forgotten, you know, that they're, they're always in our, in our minds. So Victor, if anybody wants to connect with you about CrossFit or, you know, how to become a firefighter, uh, how can they connect with you? Definitely email and I can give you my email address and you could post it up there. Um, but yeah, no, I've always, it'd be great to, I can answer any questions regarding the CrossFit world, becoming, uh, you know, a public servant, uh, with either, either firefighting or police, just cause we're all intertwined together what the job is like or how does fitness involve both as aspects of it. Yeah. Any questions like that? I'm, I mean, um, the CrossFit world is a small community. So once you go to one gym, <laughs> you'll meet people from uh, different CrossFit gyms and so forth. And likewise with like the, the firefighter community, we're a small community. I know guys from New York and different areas. Um, yeah, I'll give you my email address. Any, any questions anybody has? be more than glad to, to answer. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for spending this time with us. And I hope the audience learned a lot, not just from your CrossFit experience, but from um, your experience as a firefighter. Thank you again. No, thank you. Thanks for having me. Are you a small business looking to expand your digital footprint? Are you a small business looking to reach more of the Peruvian diaspora in the United States? Consider sponsoring an episode of Peruvians of USA. Peruvians of USA has launched its first sponsorship program, if you're interested, please visit peruviansofusa.com slash sponsors or send us a message on Instagram. Thank you for listening to Peruvians of USA. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe and review an Apple podcast. It lets other Peruvians find the show. If you want to hear more from me, you can follow me on Instagram at peruviansofusa. I'm looking forward to connecting with you there. All right, talk to you soon. Ciao.